Talking Heads with the original of our Velvet Revolver, which is the one we're listening to now just to change it up. Talking Heads. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Scott Whalen any day, man. I love Velvet Revolver. I love Stone Devil Pilots. I saw him do this live at the Cool House. Oh, that would have been a cool thing cool to see that. Yeah. Where the hell was the cool house again? It, it was the government. Ah, okay. The government had like multiple buildings. The cool house was one of the buildings in the government. And that was like on the waterfront, right? Wasn't it? Right across the street from Chorus Building. Yeah. yeah. I saw I, a friend of mine won a radio contest. And uh, we went and saw Midnight Oil. There. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> In the smaller part, like there were two parts, or I guess, no, the show was in one part, and then we went and had a meet and greet and got to meet the band and stuff wow. in another part. That was like a full VIP experience. We lived in Montreal at the time. We were really young, and we got on a train, via train, oh, transportation. Fun. Sit at the Holiday Inn on King Street, the same place where the guests of Deanie Petty stayed. <laughs> <laughs> that's going back. That is, yeah, I was like, I, I, I think that was high school, or maybe would we uh, maybe Seja? We must have been just eighteen, in and around that age. So you weren't even legally allowed, or was this all, an all ages show? Uh, maybe we were nineteen. Maybe we had to be the drinking age of Ontario. I don't even remember if booze was involved, but anyway, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of old concerts. That must have been fun. Like, at that age, to get on a train and have your own hotel room and stuff. Oh, my God. And I don't, don't, I don't know if you ever saw Midnight Oil. I mean, certainly they've sort of disappeared. But they were an incredible live band. They toured with the Tragically Hip and the very first Another, side, another Roadside Attraction. Mm-hmm. And they were as good. They put on, like, as good a show as the hip like they were massive at the I time. bet I bet you they were awesome and Peter Garrett that guy is so fucking tall he's like seven feet tall and, <laughs> and he's like the environmentalist right he uh, he eventually became a politician in Australia anyway he his moves on stage he was have you ever seen a swan flying by close by sure like you see pictures of swans and they're like yeah hey, cool bird but when you see one flying they're massive they're and their huge. wingspan has got to be like seven eight feet wide that's peter garrett that guy <laughs> moving on stage it's like watching this guy almost like a dinosaur just super long and yeah anyway it was a cool show Welcome to the podcast. Hello. We, we figured we'd uh, find a song that had a, a bit of a Halloween vibe. Uh, as we record this, we're heading into Halloween weekend. And I want to bring something uh, up here that we touched on just briefly uh, with our radio show. And that's the fact that Bundus has not dressed up for Halloween since he was 19 years old. And mm. I am shocked. I'm shocked too. Because we there's to... some good bar trip years in there, like early 20s. 100% my favorite Halloweens were probably between the ages of like 19 and 29. Yeah. Like that 10 year gap. Halloween All through my parties. 20s. Adult Halloween is 10 times more fun. <laughs> it's like pickup central. Yeah. And I think if you're not wearing a costume, you kind of miss out on that. A little bit. I don't know. I never found a problem with it. I always found it was a great conversation. Sorry, with every single girl who was in costume. Like, what, you too good to not dress up? Yeah. Great yeah. conversation start, started right there. And so what do you say when they say that? You say, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm too good to dress up. Yeah. Yeah. Or or uh, I would just have sunglasses on and say, I am dressed up, you know? Oh. oh and I would God. do the whole rock star bullshit. 
Oh my god. See, That's you just right. seem you like a guy a... who's not having much fun. I like the guy in the costume that makes me laugh. And you know what? Yeah. Some guys are really good at being that guy. I am not good at being that guy. I see. So I don't try to be that guy. You are too into image. Yeah. I mean, you know that. Yes, I know that. Do you ever get past that? Like no. you're in your 30s now. No, never. I I have ever since I was a child, I have been self-conscious about the way I look and I was teased constantly because of because of it. Uh, and, you know, for, I, I think I was 13 when I like basically became anorexic and bulimic. Oh, God. And forced myself into like uh, a skinny, like really slim person hair. Like. I had to change myself because of the torment that people put me through. And so you're still carrying that. Still carry it. 20 years later. The torment from like girls who who treated me poorly, guys who treated me poorly. And like it it probably is why like in my teens, especially in my early 20s, I was savage with with women Mm -hmm. because I felt so... like oh, you're, resentment for yeah. how I was treated when I was totally, younger. Totally, totally makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I've never let it go. It's always, it's always just been there. I can't, I can't be that guy who just. It's lets interesting go. because a lot of people have like who carry that kind of uh, pack, uh, baggage. Let's say are carrying it because they're not aware of how it started. You know what I mean? Like you're fully aware of uh, all the things that make you you. And yet you refuse to let it go. <laughs> I you know, know what I mean? I know. What, but at home, you, if the Friday night lady friend is yeah. over, do yeah. you have to look a certain way in order to feel good around her? Or can you be completely yourself and wear your, 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 your I don't know, you wear like uh, athletic shorts or something at home? Yeah, or? I mean, like at home with her, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem wearing shorts or sweatpants with a t-shirt. But like, yeah. I still, even with her after being with her for for long enough if like i ate something and i feel bloated i get completely self-conscious even taking off my shirt in front of her who even though i've slept with her i don't know how many times do you have to take your shirt off when you're bloated is that part of your well like, you're, gonna you know, you're gonna have sex or something oh yeah, like yeah, that, yeah you know yeah. what i mean like, okay. it's not like I oh i see so what you're bloated, saying i have to take so, my shirt off it's not like you're just sitting there and you're like i really want to take my shirt off and sit on this couch oh you're no. talking about if you're bloated if you feel bloated and she's gonna see you naked you want to yeah, hide that or like okay. even if you like wake up in the morning uh-huh. your stomach's off like and i'm sleeping without a shirt on like before i even get out of the bed and stand up and like face her like i i want to put a shirt on like, mm-hmm. you know if i'm not feeling optimal. i think that's normal yeah but why not okay so if you why not when you're dressing up for halloween or now that you don't but yeah. like why not dress up for halloween and pick an outfit that makes you look ultra cool sexy then that plays <laughs> into the role you want to play all the time when you're outside of your condo uh, i did look, like one time uh when i was in a band there i, I remember uh, we were playing a halloween concert and i let um uh, a girlfriend of mine paint my face like she put like some makeup on kind of like the crow like 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 uh you know like white f- f- face paint and then like darkened eyes yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. but there was no costume with that it was just a little bit of face paint on on my face and yeah my- well why not do that then and go hit the Halloween uh, circuit because <laughs> even still like the only reason I was cool with it was because I was being on stage like and I was oh, I was acting gotcha I just I, I can't I can't do it and I can't do it what was your favorite costume Mara as an adult 
as an adult, well, hands down, it was uh, Trinity from The Matrix because, you know, that's why I wore it, to feel cool and badass and strong and sexy. And And did it become like the every year you dressed as Trinity from The Matrix? Yeah, 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 yeah. How many years did you try that costume? I don't know, but I had guns. I had a gun stuffed in my shirt. I had a gun strapped to my leg, you know. Uh, I I used to pick up all the time in that costume. You know, I felt powerful and sexy and... Wore like a one piece leather thing. It was awesome. Is it five years <laughs> in a row you wore that, or uh, what'd you say? Um, and then I started going as like a superhero. I kind of followed that trend. Superhero is easy to do. You just get like a piece of fabric. And I'm just talking about any like non generic superhero. Big piece of fabric and it blows in the wind so well as a cape. Yeah. And then I had like a little short dress and like boots and tights. And I had a blue wig, an electric blue wig. So it'd just be like Super Mora. Um, <laughs> anything that made me feel strong and sexy at the same time. I think a lot of people dress like that for Halloween and all of a sudden they feel confident and it just brings you out of your shell a little bit, you know? My favorite costume was a homemade Superman outfit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I actually, um, I don't know if you guys submitted that picture for that little work thing. They wanted us all to send in pictures of you us. You submitted something? I, I put in a picture just because I happen to have it. But uh, just, you I'm going to show so you a picture. Anti. I, I literally got everything at the Goodwill. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And so I had blue sweatpants, and then I found a pair of red sweatpants, and I cut out just like the the little shorts yeah. out of the red sweatpants, and I put those over the blue sweatpants, so that was my little red, like, Boots. you know, the little red bikini bottoms that <laughs> Superman wears. And then I cut the blue sweatpants sh- short. Oh, that's what And you I did. used the red bottoms of the uh, of the other pair to be my legs. And then I, I had like a, I don't know, found a blanket as a cape. Yeah. And then I painted an S. It's a, <laughs> I literally had to buy like paint at some dollar store or something. I didn't know they yes. wanted, I didn't know they wanted like vintage costume pictures of us. I thought they wanted us in a costume like recently. Or they, they said they didn't care. They're doing uh, like, it's like a little, I think, workplace thing. They're going to have contest. people at work vote. I don't even know if this is going to be on our uh, social media or not, but I don't know. I can post this one. That's funny. So how did you do in that costume? Um, Pickup Central? I did terrible that whole stage <laughs> of my life. I didn't know how to... <laughs> but I could have. If there was ever a costume, I was... Everyone around me was on mushrooms that night. <laughs> When I went to university, everyone did mushrooms on Halloween. Everyone but like a handful of us that were kind of afraid to do it. Right. So um, that particular night, everyone was super stoned Mm. and it was windy but warm. And I remember standing out on the road and there was this old house where there was this Halloween party and there was a second floor balcony and everyone was out on that. And then I stood on the road and I put my arm out and because it was so windy, the cape started flapping. I literally leveled the second floor uh, balcony. People were dying because they were all on mushrooms, right? right? And they looked like, like you were flying. I probably did. I was just like, yeah. I was putting on a show for them. Oh, that's great. And I was able to convert that into zero pickup action. Oh, yeah. man. Didn't know how to do it. You needed a little you. bit of Bundus, and Bundus needed a little bit of you. Yeah. You needed to rub off on each if other. If the two of us could get together and combine <laughs> our skills. <laughs> I wonder if I even have a picture of me in a Halloween costume. Like, I, I don't even think I have one. Well, your mom would have one of you as, as a, a kid. child. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, not yeah, as yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Shit. I think you're missing out. 
think you got to go Maybe to therapy and you got to get into a <laughs> Halloween costume and you got to get out there and do adult Halloween before it's too late. You don't have any like uh, parties potentially this weekend, like a little Halloween get together, nothing mm, on no. deck. Nothing's nothing. Going on. Okay, this is the uh, this is what I don't like about adult Halloween. When you reach a certain age where it's a Halloween get together and there's like eight people there. <laughs> right. I, I only want to go be to a it needs bash. to be a rager. It needs to be like 40 plus people yeah. and you're just walking by people you don't know, not just like a dinner party you wear a costume to. Totally. That's... The last Halloween party I had, somebody puked down the fire escape. And yeah. that's yeah. that's what I'm damn well talking yeah. about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The Daily Take Two is coming up next. If you notice anybody giving out full chocolate bars this Halloween, it's okay to be a little bit suspicious. And I'll explain why. This is this is foreign to me because those people were always the real MVP to me. Like, right. Yeah, well, for sure. Know? And 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 many of them will be. But you know what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just as a side thought. I'm mm-hmm. surprised there isn't an app where kids can log where the best candy is. <laughs> yeah. And then it shows up kind of like when you mark a police officer using Waze. You know? your million dollar idea. Full chocolate bar house right here. <laughs> best display. Full chocolate while supplies last. You know, some houses have like full haunted houses going on in the garage. Yeah. Head to 625 Stephen Street. Yeah. That's where you're going to get the full bar. There was a house in our neighborhood growing up that had like a cotton candy machine in the garage. Oh, Guy was making on the map full-sized cotton candy i mean yeah well you know what honestly i bet you the cost of the the sugar they put in that machine is next to nothing <laughs> i know and, and this guy's like the community hero now. yeah yeah good for him good for him good for them here's the problem there was an enormous chocolate heist in Ontario, over $100,000 worth of Hershey's and Fiero Rocher chocolates stolen. Oh, like, yeah. What the hell? The truck carrying them was stolen from the business parking lot. The truck has since been located, but the shipping container on the back of the truck that was filled with chocolate gold is gone. You think it's like a Robin Hood situation where somebody has stolen the chocolate and they plan on giving it back to the people? I mean, did you hear the bars? I mean, it's those beautiful, delicious, full-size Hershey bars and then Fierre Rocher chocolates. Like, you know... That's wild. Man. I mean, I think that is that not one of your favorites, Bundus, the Fierro Rocher. It's essentially Nutella with nuts in it. Like, <laughs> That's it's what, great. Yeah. yeah, with like a little coffee crisp uh, yeah. wafer in there, and st- oh, why why would you steal that? Like, is that worth like risking going to jail? Is there a black market for this kind of chocolate? Like. I don't understand. So police are now looking at surveillance video. They're trying to f- figure out what the hell is going on. Again, over $100,000 worth of chocolate was stolen. And uh, they have offered a cash reward, $2,000 being offered to anybody who's got a, a tip 
about where they can find. 2,000? Is that enough? 100,000 for the chocolate? You're going to give me 2,000? Well, you probably probably, get a couple bars out of it. I'm probably better off making a deal with the people who stole it. (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, I don't want to, like, be awkward about this, but I can make $2,000 by burning you. How about you give me $2,020 and I'm ahead of the game here? (laughs) And a handful of Hershey bars. Probably a good way to end up, you know. End up dead? (laughs) Dead. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, is this like a, I I can't imagine that there's a black market for these these chocolate bars. Yeah. How do you sell that? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like, man, there there must be. There's probably a black market for everything. Or did they just want the shipping container and they got stuck with all the chocolate? Maybe, maybe, Maybe they thought it was like something really valuable in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. gold bars. They just right. saw the gold of the Ferrero Rocher wrapper, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, there's like gold in there. Let's steal this truck." Then Somebody... they get somewhere, and they're like, "What are we going to do with this?" Well, unload it. We'll figure it out later, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Next time, grab the real truck with the money in it. <laughs> Tucker Amora, we were talking about that chocolate heist. Over a hundred thousand dollars in chocolate stolen mm-hmm. to the back of a truck. Police are trying to figure out what's going on, and we're trying to figure out why someone would steal so much chocolate. <laughs> seems excessive. Yeah. Um, Jay has some insight into this. What's going on, Jay? What do you make of this? So I work for a company that was fairly local, about 10 minutes from where Ferro Rocher is, and it actually happens more often than you think. And that one was just one that you hear of. Oh, um, yeah? Like cho- people are stealing chocolate? Yeah, it's it's a it's a big thing. I mean, we had we had two trailers stolen when I worked there. Um, one they actually found, and then the other one they never ever found. So, do you think uh, it's I, like an organized crime thing, or do you think it's just like, oh, this is an easy? It's like taking candy from a baby kind of thing. I don't know. We watched it back in a video, and they were pretty quick. They come with a different truck. They open up your fence and grab a trailer, and away they go. Really? I, yeah, but I, it's it seems to me like it organized pretty quick. Okay, I'll give you an example. Like the other day, I was reading about this uh, silver heist. The over thirteen million dollars in like pure silver mm-hmm. stolen. Mm-hmm. Toronto police are looking for the people who did it. To me, that seems easy because you just like can melt that down. You can turn it into anything you want it, it, and turn it into something that's completely untraceable. Chocolate. I mean. What, how do you get the value? How do you, who do you sell it to? You going to convenience stores and saying, "Hey, I got some Ferrero Rocher. I'll sell this to you for a dollar. You can sell it for five. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, I think just the time of year, though. I mean, you got Halloween, you got Christmas coming up. I don't know. Yeah, Ferrero Rocher at Christmas. That's a Christmas thing. So you think it's just? A, oh, and I did get a text from Vicky. She says, "Guys, this happens all the time. Easy to offload, untraceable. It happens more than you think." I believe her. So easy to offload. Yeah, that's the part that I don't understand. Maybe easy to steal makes sense. How do you offload it? And who is it being offloaded to? I guess you're going to convenience stores. I guess you're going to... Or some distributor of this product. And mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, it just seems really uh, fishy. Okay. Might even, might even go in a container and go back overseas. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it gets shipped overseas. You're right. Like they do with all the cars they steal in Canada. They all end up on, you know, all the fancy ones end up on containers mm-hmm. headed back. Jay, somewhere. did you ever dip your pen in the company ink? <laughs> and by that I mean, did you ever take a bar off the back of the truck? 
I might have a little chocolate on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The two of you. Jeez. It's hard to resist, right? Oh, my God. Oh. It's like the little, you know, when a three-year-old takes something they're not supposed to, and they're like, did you eat the chocolate? They have it all over their face. They're like, no, I didn't take it. Uh. Hey, take it easy. You too, guys. Thanks. We've been talking about that chocolate bar theft where $100,000 worth of Hershey's chocolate and Fierro Rocher uh, chocolates were stolen. <laughs> say that um, again. Say what, what is it? What was Fierro Rocher. Okay. What, how do you say Fierro Rocher? I think it's Ferrero. Oh. <laughs> I don't Every know. time you say it, I'm like, huh? Is that? I'm, it's not maybe my jam. I'm saying, maybe it's not I'm my jam, saying, that, that uh, chocolate. That's bonuses. I'm, I'm skipping over that every time because I don't like the hazelnut and the chocolate together. I would take any other nut other than the hazelnut with my chocolate. See, those little balls are like little balls of heaven. <laughs> nah. I don't know how you could pass on that. Nah. I don't like the, the hazelnut. It's the perfect mix of like deliciousness and crunch and ah. Oh. It tastes like feet to me in a way. <laughs> feet, feet. You know what I mean? It's no, like no. We don't know what you mean. It's just like a stink to them. Yeah. What? Now give me the the Hershey bar with the full almonds in it. Now we're talking. <laughs> You yeah, just, you just got crossed off the Ferrero Rocher Christmas uh, gift list. <laughs> That's okay with me. <laughs> Smells like feet. I hand them off to my husband every time. I have no interest in eating them. It's my daughter's favorite yeah, in the world. I yeah, know. and people love Nutella, and that's hazelnut and chocolate coming together. But I don't. That's not my favorite combination. Brad says, "Preach, Ferrero Rocher are gross." Included the pukey face. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that is it's the craziest it, thing I've ever. It's heard insane. In my life. Like you might not, it might not be your favorite. Okay, but to say it's gross that it tastes like feet. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's the hazelnut. I'm not a hazelnut person. I'll even get like a mixed nut. You eat bone marrow, but you don't like hazelnut. <laughs> yeah, great point. <laughs> bone marrow is delicious. Mora doesn't like traditional pizza. Her pizza has to look like a salad was dumped on top of it, and and she's giving us uh, tips on what's better Guys, in terms of chocolate. I have a different palate. What can I say? <laughs> the facts you've heard about sex that, according to the experts, are just not true. Guys, are you ready for these? Okay. For example, yeah. the average length of a penis is, you know, five inches. That's what we've all heard. That is not true. That is not a fact. Okay, I'm going to say... What is the average size? Well, I'm going to say five and a half. Going a half size larger. I'm hoping it's smaller, because if it's smaller than if you're over... Like, if you're over... Yeah, yeah, it's good. You feel bigger than average, right? (laughs) Shouldn't matter, right? Shouldn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. But uh huh. Yeah, what's the answer? I'm going four. I'm going four. You going four? Four banger. Yeah. Guess what? There is no definitive study that proves the average penis length of a man. You idiot. It's highly unlikely there ever will be. How many men do you think would come forward and agree to be a part of a study like this? Oh, yeah, measure my penis. That would be great. <laughs> Anybody rocking over six, seven would yeah, happily do it. Right. It would be all the yeah, wrong measure people. Me, measure me. Like, trust me, if, if you grew up with a group of guys and you have that one guy friend that whips it out all the time at like the boys' weekend or whatever, it's never the guy with the smallest right. lean that's doing that. It's the guy who's got the biggest and then who feels if, most confident. So it's definitely... 
It's like adult movies. It would be skewed. It's and even if you had people who have large, you know, members that would come forward. And even if you relied on self-measurement at home, that's notoriously unreliable. And everyone would be submitting exaggerated figures. Everybody would be rounding it up. Where do you measure from? Yeah. Is that the side, the, the top, side the, the bottom? Back, yeah. are, we, are we talking uh, with the uh, low-hanging fruit as well? Or are we talking specifically just uh, <laughs> shaft? I don't know. Does this make you feel better that there is no study, though? No, uh, no, I want to know so I can compare. You want a study? Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. There's no study, so there is no average length. What about sex affecting an athlete's performance? Do you think that's oh, a, is that true? You know, yeah. you hear about that a lot. Can't have sex before the big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, that. I believe it. Bunnis is big into. Uh, the kundalini, the kundalini, and, yeah. and, and and keeping that sexual energy in your body. So that's why he doesn't like to uh, do any solo sessions because he wants to wants his body to be fully charged. Guess what? Bundus is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Wasted opportunity. Uh, apparently, according to a recent study, it has no effect whatsoever on your sport performance. Like they literally did a study on this. No effect whatsoever. Huh. What about eating oysters? Does that make you feel like sex? I'm going to say no. That's ridiculous as well. <laughs> Bundus? I want it. Yeah, it's got to be true. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Telling me everything I know is lies. Come on. It's all a lie. There's no evidence to suggest that they are arousing Bundus. Come on. They contain no magic ingredient that's going to cause a sexual spark to rivet through your body. No. I mean, if anything, they just look sexy, but... Yeah, I mean, it, you you see it with things like, uh, you know, how there's some places that will still, you know, shark fin soup, for example. Oh, God. You know, people believe that there's benefits of eating that. Scientifically, they've proven there isn't, but still, there's a demand for it. So people are out there fishing for sharks. They cut off the, the fin. <gasps> they throw the rest of the fish back in the water for them to die a slow death. This seems, you know. But so same with oysters. Like you're eating oysters because you like oysters. If you're eating them because <laughs> you don't even like them, but you want to have get you get aroused, up, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So there you go. Ecstasy. That's what you no. You don't want that either. <laughs> Will it be a white Christmas? What kind of winter are we in store for? Should you book the presidential suite at Blue Mountain for you and all of your ski bum friends over uh, New Year's? Yes. <laughs> Uh, every, I, I, I feel like this is maybe the third time we've seen a winter projection. Yes. And the first two definitely said we're going to get snow, right? At least uh, Guys, before Christmas. I mean, what can I say? The experts say, <laughs> don't let October fool you. Winter is coming for you and it's coming fast. <laughs> So I would have had some dramatic music there if I know if I'd known you were going to make it so dramatic. It's coming at ya. Okay, we're talking above normal amounts of snow. We're talking some bouts of warmish weather, like you know how sometimes winter comes at you hard and fast, and then January we get like a little bit of a lull. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can expect that again this year. But experts are saying. That come Christmas, it's going to be a white Christmas. We're going to have lots of snow in December, and it's going to be like extreme cold out of the gate. And then it'll flip to a lengthy thaw in January. And, you know, then all of a sudden February will get cold again, and then it'll trickle on until 
the end of March. I got your intense music. If oh, you thank- want to amp it up again, you just really dialed it back. Can, now it doesn't fit. Can you expect oh! snow oh! this winter in time for Christmas? You're damn right you can. The word extreme comes to mind. Get ready. This is the year to buy yourself that snowblower you've been eyeing. You're going to need it. Thanks, Maura. (laughs) SpaceX is go for launch on Halloween morning. They got a mission going down this Sunday to take real astronauts this time, not civilians, to the International Space Station to do some work. They're going to be up there for six months. But there's a catch. Only if the SpaceX capsule has an upgraded toilet approved by NASA because you know what happened to that toilet on the civilian space crew. What do we know what happened? We just heard that it malfunctioned and it was a bit uh, no one spoke of a of problem. It. Yeah, no one spoke of what went down with that toilet or what didn't go down. <laughs> if that was the problem, because right. that's the fear, right? Yes. So you know what was broken about it? I like- now know what was broken about it. Okay, are you ready for this? You were right, Tucker, about there being a leak. Apparently a tube feeding the toilet that takes the waste into a storage tank on the capsule. That sucker came loose on the flight. And it allowed waste not to go to the tank, but to go to the fan system. Oh, no! You'd want waste to go into a fan that's oh, blowing stuff around in like, a weightless environment. <laughs> is this not insane? That, that's that that's is the worst case scenario. Next to there being <laughs> a, aliens on the ship, you know, like the movies, that would be the worst case scenario. Wait, it's now connected to the fan. <laughs> I can't believe this. Now, the crew will tell you, the civilian crew will say, oh, we didn't even notice it. Honestly, guys, we didn't notice it. Nothing can spoil that trip for us. Any, anyone else noticing uh, <laughs> all the poo flying around the space capsule? <laughs> Just don't look at it, man. Don't look at it. Out of sight, out of mind. What happens here stays here. Don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> It is so insane. insane. And of course, like, they're not allowed to take off in that capsule unless NASA approves of the new toilet design. So they say that this is going to happen in the coming days. But man, is this not coming down to the wire? They're supposed to be taking off Halloween morning. Yeah, I guess NASA has a say in this one because it must be their astronauts. They're like paying for the rocket. And it's prob- their mission. They're yeah. probably going to the space station. They're or going something. to the space station for so, six months. Yeah, it's like you want to take civilians, you can have poo flying around. <laughs> you want to take our crew, you got to figure that out. You got to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That would eh? suck. Into the just, fan system. The fan system. <laughs> How did that happen? Somebody plugged that thing into the wrong. System. This is the fan system, and this is the waste compartment. Which one? Mislabeled? I don't know. But they are trying to figure out a whole new design for the capsule so that this sort of thing will never happen again. Tucker and Morat. See, Katy Perry just covered a Beatles song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This will make you think of uh, what movie? Nothing you can make. 
think that can be made. What movie do you think of when you hear this song? I always think of the same movie. Because they feature a, oh, a version uh, of this song. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. The wedding scene, right? Yes. Where Rick Grimes from uh, Walking Dead uh, arranges Mary- to have all those uh, people sing. It was a bit cheesy, wasn't it? Up in the... Uh, up in the balcony. Yeah, and then yeah. They, people all of a sudden started getting up in the pews and playing <laughs> instruments. It was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But yeah. it was a nice version of this song. This is actually going to... The reason why she covered it was for a commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. What's, she, uh, what's the product? I, I have a feeling this product is coming back. Gap. Remember, didn't Gap used to have, like, some big-time commercials? And, yes, uh, Lenny Kravitz, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's a Gap Christmas commercial. Uh-oh. It's been so long since I went, even went into a Gap. That was my go-to store. Yeah. Like the first place I would stop. I used to play this game at the Gap called the Gap Game, where you'd go in and you'd try to touch all four walls and get out before someone said hi to you that worked there. <laughs> the Gap that is game. pretty annoying. Because eh? they, they get you every yeah, time there's yeah. somebody, there's a greeter right there. Hello. How dare they be nice and helpful, <laughs> right? That was just fun. Meanwhile, you go to the bay and you're like, hello! <laughs> Is anybody working? Yeah, so true. Is every staff member off today? The student, you're dying for somebody to say hi to you at the bay. You're never happy. Either there's too many people all over you, like, trying to have a conversation, or there's nobody at all. You ever been to a Canadian Tire trying to find something? Oh, yeah, forget it. There'll be eight people in one aisle, and then nobody, anybody, anywhere else. Yeah, and as soon as they see you, they start running the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So careful what you wish for. That's funny, the cab game. Nah, it just uh, they used to have like all kinds of cool stuff, and then there was a while there where it was like, wow, it's great if you want khakis, a polo shirt, and jeans, you know? Right. But uh, I think there's a bit of a resurgence, and now they're spending some money on Katy Perry. That's got to be big dollars. <sighs> big dollars. What is the best way to quit smoking so you don't relapse? Is it vaping first? No. (laughs) You know, it's interesting that you say that without hesitation because e-cigarettes have been promoted as devices that can help a person wean themselves off tobacco. Yeah, but I don't think they're developed to wean yourself off nicotine. It's just to get away from one that might be slightly worse than the other, although the science isn't even there yet. Well, with with, uh, vapes or e-cigarettes, you can determine how much nicotine is in your juice, so you can start you know at a higher dose and then slowly work sure. your way down to nothing where it's just flavor and there's no nicotine oh, at all. Oh, so it. you still have the hand. Your hand is still doing something, which is a lot of like half the battle for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what it is? It's cigars. That's the best way. Just move to cigars and then... Uh... You know, a lot of people do that. <laughs> uh, uh, drugs. I, I would think drugs and cold turkey. That's what I did. Okay. Drugs and a couple cigars every I'm, now and I mean, then for the first doctor prescribed drugs. That's yeah. what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So scientists followed a group of people trying to quit for a year and what do you think did the people who switched to vaping and wean themselves off tobacco were they more successful than somebody who quit cold turkey no way cold turkey you say cold turkey what do you say bondness i mean uh, i use a vape and and i don't smoke cigarettes regularly but i still will have cigarettes like if i'm out at a bar drinking like i have no problem smoking sure because you're already giving yourself nicotine right so if you were to quit would you start weaning your tobacco levels down off that vape 
I have been weaning, but I still have like a strong amount of nicotine. So I would think cold turkey would work better if you can hold out with the cold turkey. Turns out you guys are right. E-cigarettes, not effective at getting a person to stop smoking traditional cigarettes. A person who drops cigarettes for vapes is less likely to be uh, quitting successfully than somebody who drops tobacco entirely, cold turkey. So uh, 50% of people who drop tobacco did not relapse within the next year. 50%. So just think about that. You could be within the 50% if you just quit cold turkey. That's pretty good. Yeah, but when they say cold turkey, I, I highly recommend you talk to your doctor about like finding one of those prescription drugs that can help because it definitely... Takes the edge oh off. Oh my God. I, when I started uh, taking the drug, it tells you to quick to pick a quit day, like a week ahead. Yeah. I stopped the day before my quick day. I was just like, I don't want to smoke. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, it made me feel like super... Like my head was spinning inside. For how long? Well, I got off the drug after a couple more weeks because it was just like, it's, it's an, the one I was taking was like an antidepressant and I didn't, I don't know, it was messing with me and I'm like, all right, it got me past that first two weeks. Yeah. Now I'd like to take the rest just on my own. And no problem. Well, a few cigars in there, but uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, no, no problem. If your casual partner all of a sudden seems a little more interested in you than normal, you should know it is not because they like you more. Something else is going on right now. Something stinks! It's cuffing season. Do you know what that means? No idea. This is where people find somebody to pair up with for a few months before ending their relationship in the spring. You want somebody to lock down with over winter when it's cold and you want to stay inside and be cozy. You know how it is. This is cuffing season. That's what the experts say. Here's what you need to do. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with it if both of you are down to cuff yourself to each other. Mm -hmm. So here's... Some tips on how to decide if cuffing season is, is worth the time and right for you. Number one, figure out what you want. Be honest with yourself. Maybe a temporary relationship is just going to be bad. Maybe it's going to be very fulfilling for you. Mm-hmm. If you want something long term, you probably shouldn't go for this option. Don't be cuffing. If you think this is going to turn into a long-term relationship, although that seemed to happen with Professor Bundes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. those cuffs can stay on for life. Sometimes you lose the key. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that key go? Where oh, well. did it go? Number two. It's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Consider just how deep you're willing to get. Since there's going to be an expiration date on this relationship, like you need to decide on what terms, how deep this cuffing relationship is going to go. It doesn't matter how, how what the parameters that you set, because in my head, I set a bunch of rules to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. You, are the, them all. you are kind of like the expert cuffer who failed at it. Yeah, I uh, went so long and I did fine. But, you know, <laughs> the world changed and then I changed. Was there a it. moment that you saw the key just drop through a sewer or something like that? Like, Do you remember? <laughs> what a reference. The key flew uh, into the river and was gone forever. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> was it Christmas? Like when you agreed to a, a family function or something? Yeah. That, you know what it was? It was uh, I got a FaceTime call from my, uh, from my family. They were all at um uh-huh. like everybody was on the call yeah and it was a friday night 
Oh my so my God. mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister. And she was over. And she was over at the place. And they we were talking or whatever. And I don't have a lot of room in the condo to kind of disappear to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, she inadvertently met your family. And then my <laughs> brother was like, so are you bringing her, her to Christmas this year? And she was right there. She was right there. <laughs> and then they're like, say, and then I'm like, guys, you know, and she's like, oh, well, sorry. Well, let's say hi. And then I had to turn the phone around and that's how they met. Oh. And I was like, okay, well, that's it, guys. I'm done. See, hang it up. That's when it happened. Hang it up, yeah. A tip from the hey. professor. <laughs> Don't fool yourself by believing everything Bundes says, too. That's something I've learned to realize. What? Yeah. what are you talking about? That guy right there, he's in love. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted that key to go down that yeah, sewer. Yeah, yeah. He dropped he it. He says he, uh, he likes being single, but, uh, you know, <laughs> he can get out of this anytime he wants. He's having a grand old time. Uh, I'm having a grand old time. Yeah, yeah. It just hey. took, it just, you know, it, it just took a pandemic for you to stick around long enough to realize the merits of a long-term relationship versus many, many, many short-term relationships. You were pressured a little bit with that phone call, though. That's yeah, an interesting yeah. thing. Like it brought it to another level, yeah. yeah. But that's what maybe Bundes yeah. needed. Sometimes you don't think you're ready for love, but love smacks you right in the yapper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like a movie. This is a this is a crazy movie. Okay, number three, don't let the pressure get to you. And number four, check in occasionally with your partner and be like, "Is this too much?" You didn't do that. There was no checking in, Bundes. No. Okay, make things make sure things don't go too far and don't get awkward. But hey, if you're both on the same page, happy cuffing to you. What will the hot housing trends for next year be? You know, a lot of weird things have happened during the pandemic, like a lot of people moving out of the city for country life. Do you think that that trend is going to continue? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Is that trend continuing? The city (laughs) exodus into Uh, the country life. You know what? It's too expensive now. It made sense at one point. I'll tell you, there's no deals anywhere anymore. Yeah, there's no deals to be had. So what's the point? What's the point if you're going to pay the same thing? You might as well be close to some amenities and have some fun where you live instead of being stuck in the middle of nowhere. Experts say the lure of the country will die. It will die! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I also wonder, like, at a certain point, you know, is living beside a lake everything you thought it would be oh, you know it's point. probably great for at least four months of the year mm-hmm. what's it like in february if you are not like old and into reading books all day well you, you know could, when you want to have some freeze fun over can you skate on it well i guess maybe you can i, um, I have a friend who just uh, bought a cottage mm-hmm. man those things are expensive these days holy crap stupid expensive it's like ridiculous like forget about it. Forget about it. You know, you, uh, yeah. So experts say they don't see the appeal, the lure of the country lasting, but the appeal of having personal access to fresh air and greenery within the city will be bigger than ever before. And I think a lot of people were feeling that. So um, it's all going to be about larger backyards, less of an interior footprint on your house, but more space outside. If you don't have a house, you know, condos are all going to be about how great is that balcony? How 
many balconies do you have? Rooftop decks. So the, the lure of the outside is still there, but not necessarily the pull of the country. So what about size-wise? Do you think people are going to be wanting bigger spaces so wow. that everybody can be working independently? Yeah, you need the home office. You're right? actually wrong about that. It's all what? about... <laughs> you, sir, are wrong! How dare you spite me like that? <laughs> it's the truth. And and this is kind of a Bundus way of life here. People have figured out we don't need as many square feet or as much stuff to live well. Tiny houses, <laughs> the sale of tiny houses in yeah. Canada have risen 55%. So people are like, I don't need all this space. I don't need all this crap. It's all about minimalistic lifestyles, you know? I could have meet someone like that. Say my hello wife, to Bundus. My wife is the opposite. <laughs> my wife's like, oh, we need more space. I'm like, what do you mean we need more space? What, to store stuff? Now let's find out if Bundus's condo mm-hmm. is going to be worth more or less moving forward as far as condo trends are concerned. Are people interested in his style of condo? Like the bachelor style? I just mean like floor-wise. Do people like a skyscraper 30 stories in the sky or do they want more of a low-rise, you know, low-rise. less than 15? Low-rise. Yours is low-rise. Did low-rise. Bundus buy the right condo? <laughs> yes, he yes, did! He did. Yes, he did. He damn well did. He damn well did. That's right. It's all a push to these low-rise condo buildings. People don't want to be stuck on the 30th floor. It's the elevator, man. It's it's all about the elevator. The elevator is a problem. Gotta take the stairs. And people want the option of taking the stairs. So well done, Bundes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm rich, baby, yes! I'm rich! (laughs) So couples who do this have happier relationships, but they have to do it together. It's when you do it apart that the problems start to happen. What am I talking about here? Uh, Well, Bundus, um, your guess is sex. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely need to do that together or it is going to create problems in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good answer, but I feel like that's too obvious an answer. Uh, Maura? Is Is it sex? I mean, he's not far off. Far off. It's not golf. It's definitely not golf. Good Thank answer, God. Good, 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 answer, answer, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. I would say that's a terrible answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, how, about, uh, how about couples who watch their TV shows together? Smart. Oh, Bundes. Smart. Good Bundes. answer. Good answer. Show me TV shows together, more. No, that oh. is incorrect. Okay, one more guess. One more guess. Couples who do this together. Have happier relationships. Uh, paint the bedrooms. Paint the bedrooms. <laughs> Thank you. No, 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 no. Okay, one no. more guess. One more oh guess. Oh my God, really? Uh, Come on. Okay, how about this? Okay. Show me take out the garbage together. <laughs> you get the recycling, oh. I'll get the greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Bundus, Bundus. Good answer. No, Thank you. Thank no. You. no. Give yourself an for that one. Uh, Again, this is kind of getting closer to what Bundus was saying. Because it's couples who watch pornography together. Oh. They are generally more satisfied with their sex life and their relationship. A researcher at Western, I should say, a couple... Uh, couples who watch adult movies together report higher 
relationship se- uh, sexual satisfaction and higher just relationship satisfaction in general than partners who do not. But there is a hitch. If both partners don't normally watch adult movies okay. and they don't watch them together, these people also reported the same satisfaction in their relationship. The issue is when one partner is viewing porn frequently alone and the other one rarely does. And is it because um, if you're watching it with your partner, you could be like, you see that? That! That's what I'm talking about. Right there? That? Well, do that. <laughs> if or, that's or, what I'm experiencing I when mean, I'm watching it with you, then that's going to suck. You know, I'm going to be like, wow, he's just pointing out. Okay, everything. pay attention here. Pay attention. Important <laughs> scene coming up here. Important, Important scene. scene. <laughs> See that? Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can go both ways, too, right? Oh, I like this. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely get ideas. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could play a game where it's like, whatever happens at 17 minutes in, We're we doing. do that. We're doing that. <laughs> That's a crazy game. <laughs> 17, 17 minutes. All of a sudden, there's 20 people in the video. You're like, oh, God. What the, game's, we- <laughs> the game's called 17. Now go. <laughs> um, My ex and I used to watch together a little bit. And then, because we kind of bought like a joke DVD and we kind of yeah. sit there and laugh at it. Sure. <laughs> who bought it? And who said, oh, we I, bought it together. I just thought this would be kind of a joke. You want to watch this together? <laughs> now, no. at 21 minutes in, whatever's happening, we do that. No, it was like in a bargain bin at like a sex store that we went to downtown. It was like $2. And when we threw it in, we could see why. It was pretty creepy. There's a lot of people in capes and stuff. We're like, what is this? It's called costume play. It's a whole category. (laughs) It's Tucker and Maura in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.